0: Is this
1: the power Welcome to the Potter's Hour with Prophet Nanaseo Pukwisa the Senior Pastor of the World Prayer Center. Prophet Nase is passionate about God's people living a victorious life through faith, holiness, prayer and fasting. And now, today's message. This is what I love about the
0: faith message. This is what I love about it. Because it's the most potent force on earth. I'm coming your way again with another ceasing message of faith. Hallelujah. Amen. Because God keep telling me when I try to come out of the face message the Lord doesn't permit me. He said in this time this is what people need so go and preach the faith. Yesterday God told me, "Say, said, son, the faith cannot be over preached. Because the more they hear, the more their faith develops. It comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So faith, eh, the source of it I told you yesterday is the way. It's a living force. Faith is not a philosophy. That is why, if you are not a child of God, you will not get what I'm talking about. It's not an ideology. You don't have to have degrees to have faith. You can be an illiterate and still be connected to a great faith. Because it's not a philosophy, it's not an ideology, it's a force. What did I say? I said faith is what? It's a force. It's a force. When you see a flood water coming, it comes with a certain force. So faith is a force, it's a living force. Draw from a living word to produce living proofs. So all the testimony here are proofs of faith. Yes, because faith is a metaphor. The word faith means firm persuasion. I wrote some things about faith. It means what? Firm persuasion. Conviction based on hearing. Faith is a conviction based on what you have heard. That's why I told you, you have to be careful what you hear. Get it from me. Because let me tell you something. Because the devil cannot create and he can only destroy. I told you the other day that he can only produce a counterfeit version of the original. So you see, if Satan can produce a counterfeit version of the original, then the principle of faith and the the, the fear and faith works on the same principle. Let me put it this way. They work on the same principle. Faith comes by hearing. Fear comes by hearing. You have to choose what you are hearing. Jesus gave us two. one. He said, take it what you hear. And take it how you hear. Take it what you hear. And take it how you hear. Take It means that control your ear gates. Because what you hear can send fear into your heart. And what you hear can send faith. That is why faith is firm persuasion. That is Apostle Paul said. that I know whom I have believed. And I am fully what? Persuaded. It means that faith is firm persuasion. Let your persuasion be fair. Don't just waver. As if I'm believing, I'm not believing. It will it work. It will not work. Will it do it? You will not do. I told you some time ago, I said that. If God sends an alternative, he'll back off. Believe in the Lord. Faith in the invisible God is distinct. That is what it is. You see, let me explain this before I quote. I define this one. The God we serve is invisible. Many years ago, maybe a few years ago, I started saying something. I was studying the Bible and the Lord told me that. Even we that is following Jesus now, our faith must be different from Peter, James, and John. Demes. Because we see, their faith was related to a man they can move around and walk with. With the Jesus we are serving, we have never seen him before. So you see, when John was writing in the book of John, he said that, what our eyes have seen and our hands have touched, That is what we testify. But we we have not seen Jesus. So you got to develop faith in the invisible God. I heard a few people in the studio will say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Faith is a conviction. Tell somebody conviction. It's a conviction. Producing full acknowledgement of God's revelational truths. Remember, I told you that once you step into faith, it leads you to a certain realm where you become, you come to the place when you get addicted to the Word. Because the source of faith is God's Word. And addiction to the Word leads you to what is called meditation. Now, meditation leads you to revelation. Anybody that wants to walk in revelation must meditate on God's Word. So, meditation is turning the word in your mind. Meditation is keep repeating the word. Meditation is watching the word alone. Meditation I call it, squeezing the juice out of the orange ball. So, when you, when you want to make orange juice and you squeeze the juice, that means at the top, you don't need it. So, meditation is when you squeeze the revelation out of the word. They call it Logos and rhema. So, the latter killed by the Spirit-given life. So, the rhema is a revelation aspect of the Word. But if you are not a somebody who is used to meditating on the Word, you can't walk in revelation. So if you only read the Word, but you don't meditate. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth. That shall meditate on it day and night. So, one of the commandments God gives to Joshua is that in order to make your way prosperous and have good success, you must be addicted to meditation. Meditation. So, meditation naturally leads you to the place of revelation. Now, revelation leads you to the place of illumination. Whilst you are walking in revelation, God will give you specific direction to do things that others cannot try. Now, when you walk in illumination for some time, it brings you to the place of intoxication. You become a drunkard in the spirit. That is a realm you can say, I cannot be sick. I cannot have a sedent. If you are not intoxicated, you can't say that. You have to come to the realm of intoxication. Where you are spiritually drunk. You are, you are just rooted in God's word. If God can't do it, let Roman no try. That is a realm where you have no alternative. I call it the law of total dependence on God. Absolute dependence on God. You don't have no alternative. It means that you are in the realm of intoxication. May the Lord bring you to that realm. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 5. Apostle Paul says something. Now, this is very powerful. I picked this in, in my devotion this morning. When I was doing devotion, then I picked this one. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men. Your faith should not stand what? The wisdom. A lot of things you are hearing is the wisdom of men. A lot of things. Your faith must not stand on the wisdom of men. Now, what is the wisdom of men? Now, let's pause here a little bit. And let's go to James chapter 3. And verse number 14, and let me show you what is the wisdom of men. In fact, when you read from verse number 13 there about, you will see something James said. He said, who is a wise man and endure with knowledge among you? Let him show out of good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. I like even the way the New Living Translation put it. It is so interesting there. When we start reading it from there, it said that if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living honorable life. Doing good works with humility. That comes from wisdom. Humility that comes from what? Wisdom. The next verse says that. But if, if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. But my beef is verse number 15. He said, for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Sad things are utterly unscriptural and demonic. Now, let's come back to King James version. And let me show you something from verse number 14. And you see that, he said that, but if you have bitter envy and strife in your heart, glory not, lie not against the truth. He says such wisdom, verse number 15 said that, verse number 15 said that, this wisdom, are you following me? Descend not from above. It is what? Earthly. It is what? Sensual. It is what? Devilish. Now, coming back, to, coming back to 1 Corinthians 2 and 5. 1 Corinthians 2, 5. It said that, remember, he said that this wisdom is what? Sensual. It is devilish. That your faith should not stand on the wisdom of men. Most of the wisdom of men is sensual and devilish. That is what I'm trying to protect you from hearing. Be careful. Listen. If you don't have a strong spirit... Stop listening to the negative announcement from the media. It will affect you. Because fear also comes by hearing. And this one died. And this one died. And this one died. And this one died. So when you have a cold, all you hear is die, die, die. But when you started hearing the word of, when I'm reading the testimony, all the people are saying that, whilst the word was coming, whilst the word was coming, whilst the word was coming. So, what happened? The word was coming, and the word created faith in their heart. And when the word created faith in their heart, entered their spirit, the demon responsible for sickness left. I pray that whilst I'm preaching, every evil spirit that is attacking any part of your life, they will live by the authority of God's word. Amen that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Your faith should not stand in what? The wisdom of men, by what? I wrote another definition here for faith. I caught it. said that. So, faith is believing in something or someone that you are hoping for, but you're not yet able to see. I want to say that again. Faith is believing in something you are hoping for, but you're not able to see. That is why you must marry faith and hope to get a breakthrough. If you marry faith and hope, you get a breakthrough. How can we activate our faith to believe and trust in order to see the things God has promised us for faith? How can we activate our faith? I'm going to give you some points to write down now. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus Christ. You. Activating of your faith. Wow, it does not make sense. I, I, I get one of the definitions I get... To faith is that foolishness, uh, faith is foolishness that can be sensible only later on. When it starts, it doesn't make sense, but later on it will make sense. Hallelujah. So when you are when you begin to walk by faith, don't expect everybody to be happy with you. No, 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 no. They will tell you that you are lost your mind, they will tell you that you are a fool, they will tell, they will use their intellectual mindedness and their philosophical thinking to think you are a fool, but your result will be undeniable. That is what will silence all of them. Now, faith causes all your mockers to begin to envy you. Amen. They may have laughed at you yesterday, but they will start to envy you tomorrow. Because listen, the result faith brings can be undeniable. When Jesus walked to Jerusalem, the people have started a funeral already. People love funeral. They started crying. The child is dead. Jesus, God, and say, shut up. The child is not about But asleep. Your Bible says they laugh him to scorn. They laugh into scorn because all of them are concluded that the child was dead. But the man of faith came to the scene and said, The child is not dead, but asleep. I tell you that your situation is not dead. Whatever you thought is dead is not dead. You alone, as the one who can conclude that it is dead. I say, Your situation is not dead. Your body is not dead. Your finances are not dead. Your marriage is not dead. Everything can be resurrected back to life by faith. I pronounce the resurrection power into your finances. There is no same power into your marriage. There is no same power into any affairs of your life. Anything dead around you. As Lazarus came back, I command that thing to come back alive. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. faith. It has power to silence fear. It has power to, to eliminate fear from your territory. God keep telling me, he said, don't stop preaching it. Go and tell them not to be afraid. I have no business telling those who doesn't follow God because the Lord knows them that are his. He said, ask for my children, son, tell them they shouldn't be afraid. Man of God, don't be, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Woman of God, don't be afraid. Child of God, don't be afraid. Your God is not dead. He has opened the red sea before. He has caused water to come from the rock. He has raised four days dead. He has spoken to all kinds of things they come alive. When there was darkness he said, let there be light, there was light. So your God has power to make something out of nothing. He can take zeros and make them heroes. He can take nothing and make something out of it. You serve a living God. Believe in the Lord. Believe it. Believe it. He said believe the Lord your God will be established. Believing God brings an establishment. Financial establishment. Marital establishment. Health establishment. Believe the Lord your God, and you'll be established. So it brings establishment in your life. It will bring you academic establishment. But the requirement is that you gotta believe the Lord. In America, you'll be established. Listen, your green card may have delayed but faith will bring you tomorrow by this time. Your application may have delay, but faith can bring it. Impossibilities cannot survive around faith. I said, impossibilities cannot what survive around what faith. Get your faith alive. Walk to bookshop. Come to Porter's bookshop. Come and buy every book I've written on faith. Anytime you go to any bookshop, you see any title faith, buy it. One of the greatest investments you can make in your Christian life is the investment of faith. And how important is faith? And let me tell you, don't boast about your title. You can be a pastor and not have faith. You can be whatever title and not have faith. Don't forget, every man of God hearing me, don't forget that, listen god put this in my spirit many years ago and i'm telling you don't get offended But hear me don't forget i am not against your tattoo carry all the tattoo you can even be anything but don't forget that god is not a respect of persons
1: prophet nana will be right back man can live without food for 40 days without sleep for 12 days without water for six days, and without oxygen for five minutes. But how long can man live without prayer? God said, my house will be a house of prayer. The World Prayer Center, Potter City, Mutual Pram Pram. And now, back to Prophet Nanaseo Pukusakodee. It means that uh, God can use anybody
0: and anything. It is important we work in humility because God is not a respecter of persons I say God is not a respecter of persons so if you don't have faith don't pretend you have won because let me tell you something you cannot say you have faith until crisis show up when crisis come when the thing delay when it doesn't come when God doesn't come at the time he was expecting that is what affected Saul Samuel told him you have done foolishness. he should have waited for God to come now let me tell you something God didn't reject Saul because he was immoral no In fact, the morality life of of, of Saul is better than David. When God said, this is a man after my heart, I took my time to do the case study about David. I studied the character of David. And I realized that. That is why I came to the conclusion that God doesn't use perfect people, but he loves broken people. You do hear what I just said? God loves what? That if there is any quality about David, he was a broken man. He was a broken man. David would make a mistake and lie down and weep and cry before the Lord. But this is a different. God rejected so because he infringed in a territory he shouldn't have. You see, let me tell you something. In the Old Testament, eh, Old Testament, only three people can carry the anointing. Only three. And even the anointing was not permanent on them. When we study about something, you hear that, and the Spirit came upon him. It means that, you, you get anointing to do a specific assignment and when you finish it's lifted up. So, but in the Old Testament, only three people are anointed. The kings, the prophet, and the priest. So, if you are not in these three groups, you cannot be anointed. We have the priesthood anointing, the kingship anointing, and the prophetic anointing. Now, the maximum you can carry is two. You see, when you study carefully, somebody like Samuel, he was a prophet and a priest. Two of them, but he was not a king. Because he was the one who is two, the kings. But once you get to the third one, you have infringed on the Trinity. Yes. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? Now hear me very carefully, because only Jesus is qualified to carry the tray. The Bible says, Jesus said to himself, a prophet without and save his hometown. Nobody called him a prophet. He himself called himself a prophet. So Jesus was a prophet. Do you remember he said, the Bible says he's a king of kings. He's our soon coming king. So Jesus is a king. The Bible says, we have a high priest that can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. So Jesus is also a priest. So Jesus carried the kingship anointing, the priesthood anointing, and the prophetic anointing. Say, I'm into that. Now, you remember something. When God called Samuel to go and anoint Saul, God's word was very specific. Go and anoint him to be king. That is it. That is what God said. Now, so Samuel's assignment was to go and anoint Saul as a king. Now, you know something about Samuel. He is the only prophet the Bible refers to none of his word fall on the ground. It means that the voice of Samuel is the voice of God. Now, that realm of the prophetic operation. sometimes God doesn't really tell them to do something. They speak and God honors it. Somebody say, I'm getting somewhere. I'm getting somewhere. Hallelujah. So, stretch your hand and receive a miracle by faith. Hallelujah. Get it by faith. Get it by faith. You can change your finances by faith. You can change your economic excellence by faith. You can change your car by faith. You can change your house by faith. You can marry by faith. You can love by faith. You can travel by faith. You can silence coronavirus by faith. Because without faith it is impossible. So I was telling you about Saul. And I said that Saul Samuel said God to go and anoint Saul as a king. And he said Samuel God. And I, I was saying that Samuel was a prophet referred to as none of his words fall on the ground. So I was saying that the voice of Samuel is the voice of God. Very powerful man of God. He is two the first two kings of Israel. He's is not from any prophetic lineage. But his mother's prayer before birth landed him to that side. Because his mother dedicated him and God took him now. Watch this. I pray that women would dedicate their children to God, especially the firstborns. I am preaching because my mother gave me to God as a firstborn. So, when you give back, it's very important to dedicate them to God. Hallelujah! God will take them and use them. Say, amen. amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, watch this. And so, Samuel went there and anointed Saul as a king, but he added an anointing God he didn't tell him. He said, When I departed from me, you meet a company of prophets. You are not a prophet. But the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you'll prophesy with them. So when Saul started prophesying, people ask, Is Saul also among the prophets? That anointing was given by somewhere because you see, someone came to the realm. Someone, Elijah has a strange prophetic anointing. You remember Elijah? He said, There shall not be rain, but do according to my word. It seems that God didn't send him. He said it and God honored it. So there's a realm of the prophetic that you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. You speak the thing. There are times I've spoken something based on authority and God has honored it. When I come to that realm of the anointing, I know. When the atmosphere gets very thick and the presence of God is strong, you speak some things over people's life and it just comes to pass. So someone anointed Saul as a king and he also added a prophetic anointing. So the last place Saul should go, he shouldn't get to the priesthood. Because now you carry the prophetic. You carry the kingship. Don't get to the priesthood. Once you get to the priesthood, you have infringed on the trinity. So, at the time of going to war, the work of the sacrifice is for the priest. And Saul should have waited for Samuel to come and do that. And he said, because Samuel has delay. If you don't have patience, you can't walk by faith. One of the reasons why your faith is not working is that you are in hurry. And if you are in hurry, you die in war. A lot of young ladies desperately just want to marry. It doesn't matter which man show up. Even if the man has a head of a monkey, they will still marry the man. Don't be in hurry. Wait for God's timing. Don't impress anybody. Who are you impressing? You just want to wear rings ring so that they see that you are wearing a ring. You realize that one day the ring, you, you, you even know where you have placed it. When you marry a troublesome man, you will forget where you put your ring wait for god's timing because so didn't wait and sacrifice the moment he finished the sacrifice someone appeared and Samuel said you have done foolishly thou hast not kept the commandment of the lord thy god which we say you have done foolishly god could have established your kingdom but god will tear the kingdom from you because you have been free it means that soul carried kingship anointing Samuel anointed him as a prophet and he also infringed in the priesthood. So the moment he sacrificed, then he has entered all the three. And that is why God rejected him. Have patience. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to give you some qualities you need to operate in a qualitative faith. If you want to work as a giant of faith, you must understand this principle that works with faith. Number one, you must understand that faith is active. Faith is what? It's not a passive force. It's what? It's an active force. Faith is not a passive fault. Faith is what? Active. Somebody say active. The the, the writer said that, show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by what? My works. Somebody say works. Say very loud. Say works. Show me thy faith without your works and I will show you my faith by what? My works. And so faith is what? Active. It's an active fault. Now, what is active? It means that when you hear God speak, act on what God has said. God told Noah to go and build an ark. It has never rained before but Noah obeyed. So don't look at the circumstances and not respond to God. If God said it and it doesn't look favorable, still obey the Lord. And faith is what? An active force. Somebody say active. Active. Noah built the ark because he believed what God has said. Once you believe what God has said, you act on it. Act. Amen. Amen. Huh? So the first one is faith is what? Number two, faith is responsible. It is not an irresponsible act. Amen. I faith is responsible. No, faith is not presumption. Faith is not foolishness. It's responsible. So if you got to walk by faith, you got to be responsible. Responsibility means that you don't do things anyhow. Responsibility brings you to the place to obey the law. Somebody re- defined responsibility as responding to ability. That's what somebody responds to responsibility. And responsibility is a price for greatness. So if you are not responsible, God can use you. You cannot operate by faith. And sleeping with guests who are not your wife. You cannot operate by faith. And men are sleeping with you who are not your husband. It means that you are not responsible. And when you are not responsible, Satan will contend for the outcome of your breakthrough. Be responsible. I said be responsible. A lot of Christians are not responsible. They are trying to walk by faith but they are very irresponsible. A lot of Christian husbands are not responsible. Look at the beautiful wife God has given you. Why are you going out with this colico girl? What will you get out of it? The- you are afraid to not work. And don't get angry with me. Hear me. You see the way you are afraid. You, you are afraid of Corona. You are afraid of coronavirus because you are not living right. You are not living right. Oh, if you are a child of God, perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. So, walking in love is a, is a weapon against fear. If you love your wife, why do you have another girlfriend? If you love your husband, why are you going to land with your colleagues and they are squeezing you? Are you an orange? Are you an orange and they are making juice out of you? Be responsible. Be responsible. Yeah? It takes responsibility for even another lady to be trying to um, uh, uh, put himself on you. Your friend, I want to say. No or they don't say. Even okay. if, if you are a man in your office and because you are a gentleman and you are working, you dress nice, you look good, you are good looking, and a girl is, I want to say you. It does not me. you should just, I want to say her too. You shouldn't do that. No, you shouldn't. Temptations are there temptations are there responsibility make you tell it you look at the girl and say hey madam I have a wife my wife is at home I respect my wife I honor my wife I can't think of sleeping with another woman outside my wife if you have done it God has forgiven you but don't try it again the one you did last time should be the last one You remember last two weeks last one I, I, don't worry we mean the studio is quiet so you are I'm not I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised you are quiet you are quiet when they are shouting I know when they are singing they are shouting and when they become quiet I know now hear me they are pretending to shout but it's not a proper one be responsible are you hearing what I'm talking about faith is responsible be responsible it's time to stabilize your matrimonial now today I was thinking about something I was thinking I was thinking is it okay to think hallelujah Faith has shown me you shouldn't think. I wake up, I was thinking, I said that. Now that government authorities and all, in order to protect the nation, they are keeping people at home. Now, if you are not used to be compatible with your, with, your, with your wife, how do you stay at home? Hey. 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 A lot of attacks are all over. Yes. Because if you never leave as friends, how will you stay? You'll be certain. If you stay one, two, and you are fighting, how would you stay? No. It's important to live right because one day, that your bad life will catch up with you. Now, yeah. yeah. all those who are always a log now you are high behind office. You leave 4.30, you come back at 11 in the name of a lot of job. And when you come back, you take dinner, you sleep. Now that they say stay at home 24 hours, what are you going to do? Yeah. Me, eh, if you give me 24 hours with mommy, I will stay with her. Yeah. I, I was listening to one of the news. They say, France, they arrested people for breaking the law. They're, they can't stay at home. They can't. You can't you are not you have not been responsible. You are trying to be a Christian, but you're not responsible. I'm not talking about France or Ghana. There are people working in a bank, working in government institutions. They are not responsible. They don't have time. Their wives are not their friends. Their children are not their friends. Their family is not their friends. Me, my wife, and children, we can sit down, play games, laugh, do everything. We do things together. We are fine. Amen. But if you have not been responsible, you will not enjoy it. You, you, you start fighting anyhow. Because that has not been your lifestyle. Be responsible. Be responsible. Don't just listen to this broker. Faith is responsible. Faith is responsible. Change your lifestyle. The way you have gone about, it is full of irresponsibility. You have not been responsible towards your wife, irresponsible towards your husband, your children. You have not been responsible. Oh, Jesus Christ. You have high behind office and job and just always get yourself busy, busy body without any productivity.
1: Thank you for joining us on the Porter's Hour. We believe you've been blessed with today's message. Join us same time tomorrow for the continuation of this message. To order for this message and other messages by Prophet Nase and for all inquiries, call these numbers plus 233 27400 9933 or plus 233 242 472655. Email us on info at portiscity.com or visit our website www.portercity.com. Location Plot 16, Mutual Road, Pram Pram, Greater Accra, Ghana. We invite you to worship with us at Potter City, Mutual Prom Pram Road. Weekly service, Tuesdays, intercessory all-night meeting, 11pm to 4am. Wednesday, teaching service, 5.45pm to 8pm. Thursday, breakthrough hour, 10am to 1.30pm. Friday, mega all-night service, 10pm to 4.30am. Sunday morning, empowerment service, 820 to 11am. God bless you. This is
0: the bar.